She's a really good baby, Talia said. It's just that traveling internationally with a seven-month-old is pretty draining. Every time she'd start crying on the plane, all these people would turn and look at me like I was the world's worst mother. Talia and her baby Jackie had just returned from visiting family in the UK. The whole trip had been a last-minute thing, planned hastily so she could be there for the final days of her father's life, and to attend services after he passed. Talia's husband had to stay home for work, so Talia and the baby took the overseas trip alone. It was worth it to be there, Talia said, and not just come for the funeral, but have some time with my dad while he was still alive. But, she admits, her nutrition, exercise, and self-care had gone completely off her radar, both on the trip and since she had been home. Even eight days after settling back into her house with her husband, she still wasn't doing the things she wanted to be doing, like eating vegetables or taking daily walks. Talia said, Every day I think, okay, today let's get back on track. And then dinner time rolls around and Ken's working and I pour a bowl of cornflakes for dinner. It's like I just stopped caring or something, but it bothers me. So obviously I don't not care, but ah, I'm not doing the right things. Help. No doubt Talia had just been through one of the most stressful times in her life. International travel, death of a loved one, and trying to parent an infant solo while staying with family. That's a ton to deal with at once. I don't think anybody could blame her for skipping exercise or eating lots of baked goods. But now that she was home, Talia was annoyed at herself for not going right back to her healthy routine. I hear this sort of thing from my clients all the time. The stress has passed. Why can't I just get back on track? In this episode, we'll talk about how you can manage both phases of a stressful period in your life. There's the acute, oh my God, this is so hard phase, and the recovery phase, which happens after the stressor is resolved, but you aren't yet back to baseline. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. Thanks for tuning in today, wherever you are. We're closing in on 60,000 total downloads, and I'm just amazed. Mary Claire and I are so grateful to all of you listeners, so thank you. On to this week's topic. As you listened to Talia's situation, you can probably relate. I bet you've had a week or a month which was so stressful, it really tested your ability to cope. Maybe it was recently. Or maybe, like me, you can recall specific years and seasons during which you lost your marbles. There was my meltdown of December 2012. Ah, oh, that was epic. Oh, and the burnout of winter 2015? Can't forget that one. These hard times may come at predictable times of year such as when your annual work budget is due or when you have to give and grade all those final exams. They also might come as a complete surprise that just springs up and bowls you over. Some of the most severe life stresses include health problems. Whether the patient is you or someone you love, both are incredibly hard to get through. Or something expensive suddenly might break in your car or home. You might get overloaded at the workplace and have to work extra hours or take on additional duties you aren't used to. Any other type of transition can also heighten our levels of stress. Going on vacation, getting married, getting divorced, a new baby in the family, a job change, or moving where we live. As different as these situations all are, 
they can cause a lot of the same effects. One way I like to illustrate life stress is to think of it like sprinting on a treadmill. If you imagine being on a treadmill and running as fast as you can, you're working quite hard. Your focus shrinks down and you stop paying attention to everything else going on in the room. You aren't thinking about what happens an hour or a week from now, and you aren't thinking about the past either. You're focused on going hard and not tripping. And you're really hoping this ends soon because you know you can't keep this up forever. Stressful life events do a lot of the same things. They make us ignore a lot of people and things because we have to focus our energy on getting through whatever has come up. We focus most on the immediate here and now, and we do much less planning than usual. We also don't tend to look back over our shoulder and evaluate our choices in great detail. We're just trying to stay upright. And like the treadmill sprint, we hope it's over soon so we can recover. When it comes to food and stress, it's easy to understand how this here and now thinking of a stressful time leads to falling out of our grocery shopping and food prepping patterns. We're likely to not be cooking for days ahead of time or shopping with a clear meal plan in mind. More likely, we get to mealtime and realize, oh, I gotta come up with some food now. Um... So when life feels like stress is dialed up to 11, and you're focused on just trying to stay on your feet, I want to give you two things to remember. Point number one, make healthy choices a bit easier. If you are using up lots of resources dealing with stressors or crises going on, you don't want to put yourself in situations that call for lots of willpower. This is not the week to decide you'll buy lots of Girl Scout cookies and stockpile them, quote, for the kids. Bringing less temptation into your house is extra crucial when you're in a stressed state. So don't fall into the trap of thinking that you need comfort foods and buy extra treats to keep on hand. Quite the opposite. If anything, this is the time to go enjoy your treats out of the house, where you could purchase a single serving and not have to use your willpower to resist the other 11 donuts in the dozen. Making the healthy choices the easy choices also includes using convenience foods to help you get nutritious food on the table and into your stomach at mealtimes. You might want to call and get salads delivered, even if it costs a few more dollars than making your own. You might use a grocery delivery service, meal kit, or pre-made meal service to help you out so you don't have to spend so much time doing the cooking yourself. It would also be a great time to hire some help. You could hire help for watching your kids, cleaning your house, or any other task that would be great to just take off your to-do list. It doesn't cost much money, and gaining a few kid-free hours or saving two hours on housework can do miracles for your mental state. Point number two, allow yourself to be temporarily different. When stress is at an all-time high, your taste buds might be off. Your appetite on the whole can be disrupted. You might not be able to sleep, or you might want to sleep a lot more than usual. You might feel less creative at work or unmotivated to do certain tasks. These changes can worry us, making us wonder if we're stuck this way forever. Don't worry, we aren't. These changes are how our bodies cope with the stress response. There's no need to panic. Give yourself some wiggle room to just do your essentials and maybe let some of the details slide on your usual health and fitness routine. You might not feel up to taking that hard spin class, so maybe just go for a walk instead. 
you also might not be able to focus on getting water in, vegetables and protein, while minimizing alcohol, eating mostly whole foods, and stopping at just enough. Eek, that's a lot. So just simplify. Maybe this week it's best to try just focusing on eating one fruit or veggie at each meal and not drinking alcohol on weeknights. It's okay to give yourself leeway. You can always dial things back up to a more challenging level when it feels doable. That brings us to the second phase. After we get through managing the stressor, we send in that final report, we get home from the tense family visit, we finally get past that court date, we think we'll snap right back to normal. Boing! Not so fast. Remember, you just got done sprinting on a treadmill. You're probably going to need a minute to catch your breath and recover. You're probably going to stand on the side rails for a while and huff and puff. You can't just run over and jump back into swinging a kettlebell. The length of time we need to recover from a stress varies, but there is a recovery period needed, always. Removing the stressor doesn't end the stress response. Our bodies still need to get hormones back to baseline and shut down all of those biological alarms that we had going off. If you felt yourself get into a mode of fight, flight, or freeze, you will come out of it, but not instantly. If you expect it to bounce back to 100% instantly, you might be disappointed. So try to keep this one in mind. There's always a recovery period before things feel normal. While you are recovering from a significant stressor, you may feel some of the following. Emotional sensitivity, teariness, trouble sleeping, lethargy or low energy, increased or decreased appetite, or a set of taste buds which only wants sweet foods and wants nothing to do with protein or vegetables. You might get a sense of emotional exhaustion or compassion fatigue, which feels like not caring as much as you usually do about other people. Your gut reaction to somebody else's issues might feel like, that's their problem, when normally you're the most kind, compassionate person in your circle of friends. Don't worry, you haven't broken your sense of empathy, and you haven't transformed into a nasty person. You're just someone who needs to recover and take care of themselves for a little while. The two points I stressed earlier about the stressful time still apply during the recovery phase. Continue to make your healthy choices as easy as possible and allow yourself to be temporarily different. But I do want to share a third key. Point number three is to pay attention and notice when you are recovered enough to accept some more challenge. In other words, you probably let something slide during the stressful sprint or during the recovery. But to keep moving towards your goals, you'll want to bring those things back. As you heard in the beginning of this episode, Talia went on a stressful trip and she got zero exercise. But when she got home and she notices her body is recovering back to normal, it's time to reintroduce movement. It would be unfortunate if five years from now, Talia was still not going to the gym simply because she got out of the habit back in 2020. I hope these tools help you manage the next stressful period in your life, and I hope you remember to give yourself that recovery phase and reintroduce challenge as you recover. You can always reach out for a hand. Just email georgie at nutritionloft.com, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. As always, I really appreciate a review of the podcast, and I will see you next week.